I'm Josh Gasser. And I'm Jordan Taylor. This is A Shot of Whiskey, Season 2, Episode 7. Let's get it. What's good, Badger fans? Welcome back. As mentioned, we got a very special guest for you today. But before we get into that, I am proud to tell you all that we have a new partner, Underdog Fantasy. And on top of that, even better, they're currently running a promo for all new users. And the easiest way for you to get in on this special is by downloading their app and using my code ASW24. And even if you've already registered but haven't deposited, you can still use the promo. So stop playing around. Go jump in. Use $100 and start playing along with me, Josh, and maybe our special guest all season long at Underdog Fantasy. And now what you all been waiting for, we've I think we've promised it. He doesn't know we've promised it, but, you know, we have promised <laughs> it <laughs> at some point on, on a shot of whiskey. We got the one and only, the GOAT, the man, Frank Kaminsky. Frank the Tank, what's happening, man? What's going on? The only reason I'm on here is when Jordan, I'll tell you, when Jordan asked me to come on, I said only if Josh asked nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did how did Josh ask you? Y'all never told me. You said it was sufficient, but I need I need to be. I said it was it was acceptable. acceptable. I was a little underwhelmed, but it was acceptable. <laughs> Josh, how he did just you asked me. I know the games Frank tries to play. You know, people don't realize that Frank didn't talk to me for like 10 straight days our senior year. You know, we were we were like number two in the country and Frank didn't say a word for me to, for 10 straight days. Yeah, he made me mad. <laughs> I don't do even know. What was it? What was well, it? I remember exactly what it was. I think I accused you of being a bad friend, but yeah. I don't remember specifically <laughs> it why. Was be, it was because I had to go to class, my one class of the week. And I, oh, you, we, you, no, you wanted to, you wanted to play a song for me that you're like, dude, I got this sweet song. And I was like, I got to go to class. <laughs> so I left and I went to class and you didn't talk to me for 10 straight days. And we had like number two in the country. What are you going <laughs> to class for? It <laughs> <laughs> was my one class I had. <laughs> Josh, do you use your degree? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have a yes. job. What, yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was what was your degree in? What was your degree in? I was marketing, just like you. And what was your? You was in Granger. Yeah, Granger. Didn't you in that mug? That's uh, that someone fun. got me. Yeah, yeah. I was messing with anybody, man. That's crazy. Right? That's because you left. That's because you left, and there was nobody else left to be in the, the business replacement. school. And I was like, I'll go in. <laughs> I actually had decent grades, and actually, but yeah, I was, I was a great. Congrats guy. on your studies, man. You should have stayed there for like an extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, and then, and then I think after we graduated, I didn't talk to you for a while either, because. We tried to organize a weekend for everyone to go to Madison forever, and Josh had something to do just every weekend for an entire summer. I had a wedding or something, and and I couldn't make it. Every weekend. Every weekend. The guy who literally does nothing had something to do. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do do anything, Josh. Now I don't do anything. I used to. What you used to do? What did you used to do? After college, Uh, what you do on a weekend? A wedding, a bachelor party, hang out with friends every weekend. So Frank wasn't. I don't know. Was what that what? 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 what no, do you, it wasn't what a friend. Say, like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah Frank. Yeah, Man, I was on strippers. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so I guess I didn't. Do, I guess I heinous, didn't do that. You're right. Heinous activity, man. Who do y'all? Who do y'all? Who do y'all still talk to from y'all team? Or who do you talk to the most from uh your from your final four teams? Um, I talk to Duye, Ben. Um, I text with Sam every once in a while. I never really talked to Josh that much because Josh never talks to me. That's why Josh had to ask me nicely. Um, uh, I see Nigel playing over here in Europe. I talk to him. I see him a lot in the summer working out. Um, 
feel like I stay in touch with a, obviously Jordan Smith, still my best friend. I talk to him like every day, but, um, I actually talked to Trey. I I actually talked to Trey Jackson on the phone for like an hour and a half, uh, a few weeks back. So yeah, I try to keep in touch with everybody, but I try to, whenever like something happens or something comes up, like I try to stay in, I try to reach out to people or people reach out to me like once every, like every once in a while, but we're at, I feel like we're at that point in life. Everyone's got so much stuff going on. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to keep Frank, in touch and see yeah, everyone as much as you would Frank, like to. Frank Tech. planned his damn wedding uh, where I couldn't make it. So, I mean, he should plan his wedding around my schedule. I don't know. What, what do you you should have changed but, your schedule and that, made my that wedding. Is, that, but. Is, that is absolutely that – is, that's a little crazy, Frank. You should – that's, that's, that's a know. little crazy. He's a bad friend. I've, I've been saying he's a bad see, friend you see since what happens, happens, I was what happens when they give folks money, Josh. You know what I'm saying? You get new friends. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy, yo. Yo, Jordan Smith, I still haven't forgiven Jordan Smith for trying to take 27 tickets to the Minnesota game my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'll never get asking, ask who was it, Brian at the time? And I was like, Brian, yo, I need like, I need like 12, 13 tickets. He's like, we got none left. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, Jordan has 18. I said, oh, no. Nah, yeah, he, he has all his young guys to give it to him yeah, <laughs> yeah, before, like, before you had the chance. <laughs> yo, freshman walk I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I gave mine to him, too. Yeah, yeah you did. You did, because I remember asking. I was like, oh, I gave him to Jordan. I was like, no, y'all bugging. I felt bad well, for a second. I, mean, I felt bad having was, to debo him for those tickets, too, because I like his dad. He's got great family, all that, like. Well, bad. there's five freshmen that year, and we all just yeah. stuck together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. ten tickets between all of us, and all of us yeah. gave ours to Jordan. Yeah, that was sick, sick behavior, man. And we only had, I think it was only two, two seats, just me and Rob, right? So it was yeah. yeah. And then Ben and Josh, they had yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but, but hey, man, you mentioned you mentioned uh, before we get into the team this year, man. Let's talk about uh, your journey over the past couple years. Obviously, eight years, right? Eight NBA yeah. seasons, right? Yeah, eight. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Eight NBA seasons, first year in Europe. So just give everybody. I'm sure everybody's dying to know about your journey over to Partizan in the Euroleague in Europe. So just talk about uh, what that experience has been. By like. By the way, eight, eight NBA seasons. That's pretty damn impressive, hoops. Hey, hey, thanks, free, thanks, free, Josh. Very impressive. Don't try to don't try to suck up to me now because I called you a <laughs> yeah. bad friend. You caught that? You caught that? Free, free healthcare. Free healthcare. Free healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's. It's been good. It's been a lot different. Um, you know, after spending, I think it was pretty much three out of the last four years battling injuries and stuff like that, it's nice to just be over here and be healthy and just be able to play. Um, that was the whole thought process and reasoning behind coming over here. I just really wanted to play and just kind of experience something different and playing here. And I mean, the fans can go and look up like our arena and our fans and how crazy it is here. It's just, it's an awesome environment, awesome atmosphere, and it just kind of has made me find, you know, a different thing in basketball that I felt like I was kind of missing. Um, you know, I loved playing in the crazy environments and being actually on the floor and not just, you know, trying to rehab or not playing very much. So this has been a good experience for me. Um, and then I'm also learning a lot about it, like different parts of the world. I'm sure you know, Jordan, like there's a whole other world over here that you just don't know about until you come and experience it firsthand. Like you can hear stories about being in Europe and different countries and things like that. When you're actually there, like experiencing it for yourself, like it's, it's very cool and very rewarding. So the experience has been difficult. The transition has been difficult being away from home for the first time ever being away from my family, uh, just recently got married. So that's been a little bit difficult. Um, you know, just, you know, having a new family and trying to go back and forth from Serbia to the United States. But, 
No, it's been good. I'm, I've kind of caught my stride here. In the beginning, it was a little bit rough, but uh, getting more and more comfortable with it as I go. Love, love. Talk about some of the things from the like from your time in the NBA. What do you feel like Wisconsin helped you with the most in the NBA? And what do you feel like were things that could have helped more having a part of the program? Um, I think the biggest thing was, um, you know, I feel like Wisconsin always made you, you know, I, I feel this way personally, like you always had to earn everything. Like nothing was handed to you. Like it was very few players that walked in the door at Wisconsin and got handed something immediately. Like we all had to earn our spot, like earn our minutes, earn our chance, our opportunity to play. Um, so that's something I really kind of kept with me. Um, I know I was a lottery pick and everything, but even then, like, you still got to earn every minute, every position. You know, the last two years um, in the NBA, I was just dealing with a knee injury basically the whole time. And I feel like the way that I work and like the person I am and how I how I approach things, I kind of learned that at Wisconsin. And I think that really helped me stick around and continue to keep having opportunities in the league. Mm, I think that's the hardest to me, just from uh, all the injuries that I've had, like being injured in the league and just in general, has to be the most frustrating experience maybe in all of life. Cause it's like, it's hard enough to compete with the best players in the world, but then competing like kind of handicapped, I guess, for lack of a better term is gotta be just almost demoralizing at times. It is. And I mean, the rehab process is, um, I don't know how to say it. It sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> like just from day one, like when you like, when you're coming back, especially me, you know, I had a pretty major knee surgery um, and they told me it was going to be eight to 10 weeks and I missed like seven or eight months. <laughs> like, it's just, it never goes how you want it to go. And it's just like frustrating because you want to play and be back out there so bad, but it just like, sometimes you're, it doesn't happen like that. And then especially the NBA being a business, you're like, am I going to be somewhere? Like, how's this going to affect my career? You know, how's it going to affect the situation I'm in? And like, it, there's just a whole physical side and there's a whole mental side to it. And it's just, it's not fun. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it, but being over here, just being healthy and not have to worry about that again. Like it's been like a breath of fresh air, just knowing that I'm healthy. I can play. I don't have to worry about that anymore. Man, that's Ch Josh chime in. You're here. You're a host, I, man. I, you're the host. man. <laughs> you host. You over there. You are afraid of Frank. <laughs> Yeah. You, you, <laughs> Every time I talk to him, he just gets mad at me. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's, it's crazy because obviously I'm three years older. I remember my first my first impression of Frank was when he came in and we shot all y'all with airsoft guns. In the, <laughs> I know y'all had to hate us because we yeah, was in there. <laughs> at first had to, had to hate us over here making you put hands on the wall, shooting you with airsoft guns, man. That was crazy. Yeah, Sorry. you also can't you can also can't Sorry. get past the perception of of Frank as freshman year. I don't think you realize how great you know as a player. No, I That's should fine. I should I should call Coach Ryan and ask her for ask him for some back pay because he had Berg in there, man. He should have been playing Frank. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I might I might have got drafted. Shit. <laughs> God, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't ready at that point. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> nah, but you can see the touch. You can see all the the two. I didn't honestly. I don't think any. Did you? think remember the the conversation we had i don't know if you remember but i remember when you for your junior year and we were in, in josh's apartment josh's apartment and i was i was like yo you should partly from my own experience i was like bro leave like <laughs> like, yeah, and I was dragged. sitting there like, what the shit? fuck you talking about, Jordan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, because I was like, 
again, I probably should have, I had a chance to probably leave after my junior year. And yeah, I was you were playing your, him, your, like, your situation over again. Yeah. So I was like, man, you should leave. Like, what? and then come back the next year. Did you, did you envision that national player of the year season? Like, was that something where you're like, I'm a win national player of the year? Or was it like, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea what I was doing at any point. Regular <laughs> <laughs> like, having fun, man. <laughs> it just it just all happened. Like yeah. I didn't like have the expectations in my mind at all. Like well, I remember it started like I remember we start I played well in the tournament, but like it never clicked in my mind like okay, now you could leave if you really wanted to. Mm. Like I remember we had lost to Kentucky and Jeff Goodman was in the locker room, like whispering in my ear, like, Hey, are you leaving? Are you going to the NBA? I was like, yeah. I looked at him. I was like, what the, what are you talking about? Dude, I remember I was that. Like, I was like, no, I'm not leaving. Like <laughs> where we'll leave to go where? <laughs> like, and, and then he tweeted out and then I started getting all these calls afterwards. Like, Hey, what are you going to do? Are you leaving? Like, like you could leave if you wanted to. And I'm like, I don't know what's what is. I was seriously sitting in my like I was talking to my like Jordan's. I was like, "What's happening?" Like I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then and then I decided that I was gonna like I maybe made like two phone calls and they were like, "Yeah, you could go in the first round if you leave." And I was like, Uh-oh. "Okay, I'm staying." I was like, "Okay, I'm staying." But I wanted this is how my brain works. I wanted to mess with people into thinking that I was leaving <laughs> <laughs> when I knew literally from day one that there was no chance that I was going to leave. Want to leave? And <laughs> and I remember I'll tell this. I don't know if I don't know if Bo remembers this, but um, we had our end of the year banquet, and my mom was there, and I was like, I just kind of want to mess with Coach because he's like, you know how straight laced and everything he was like, did not want to have fun at all. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to have some fun, so he was like having conversations with my mom, trying to figure out what I was doing because I wouldn't tell him if I was leaving or staying. And at the end of the conversation, my mom goes, "Well, we'll see you next year, maybe." <laughs> and I just remember his—I remember his face, like he just shot like a look back at her, like, "Oh, he really might yeah. leave." Yeah. And then the next <laughs> week, we had our we had our end of season meetings, and all of ours were ten minutes. Yours was an hour and a half <laughs> because I wouldn't say if I was leaving or yeah. not. I told, I don't know. It was just like my fun i was having fun with it like people didn't know if i was gonna leave or stay and i was like my dad my family everybody knew the whole time that i was just i was staying but i don't know it was just fun yo you think it's like um like sam left and devin left but i feel like at wisconsin there's all to your point there's almost like a sense of like i don't even want to leave like you know what i mean like it's just yeah. i enjoy it here just kind of messed up a little bit because you turn and potentially turning down money could be but <laughs> like so i guess what i'm asking is was there ever the sense of because your dad played overseas basketball right so your dad knew yeah. your dad knew what was going on and mm-hmm. did he ever say hey you should do this or did he ever push you any type of way no he didn't um i talked to like that was back when you had to like submit your opinion papers and they come back and like give you a grade. And I kind of like half ass put mine in mm-hmm. like just to see what would happen. Um, you know, I had my dad like talk to That was back when you couldn't talk to like agents. You couldn't talk to like anybody. It was so hard to figure out information. And my dad like talked to a couple people that like gave him like opinions or things that like people were telling them. Like my dad was really the one that was like taking all the phone calls and information and he'd tell me what people were telling him. And I was just telling him every single time like, dad, I, I don't really want to hear it. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to leave. Like 
the only way I think that I would have left after our junior year is if we would have won the national championship. Mm -hmm. Like if we would have won it all, like I probably would have considered it a lot like harder, but the fact that we lost and I felt like we were bringing everybody back and going to go like have another chance at it. Like, I think I said something after that game, like we're going to be back here. Like I already know it. Like Mm -hmm. we played better this whole season with our team than like pretty much everybody we played against. So why would we not with another year of experience be back here? Right. So I think that was like a big thing. Like if Sam would have left or if like a couple more people would have graduated, it would have been different. But like we were literally returning pretty much our whole team outside of Ben. Yeah, which is addition by subtraction, right? Shout out to (laughs) – just kidding, just kidding. Love you, Ben. (laughs) But, no, yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Frank, you talk talk about, like, you not – it just came up so fast. I feel the same way. Like, because if you think about that junior year or, yeah, our junior year, you were just one of the guys – like, you were just literally, like, me. You know, it was like, who's our best player? It was like, I don't know, Josh is – played more minutes than anybody on the team. Ben's the only senior. Sam might be the best player. El Duye is going to play now. Frank is his first time playing. Like, we had no idea who our best players were going into that season. Yeah. And at some point during that year, it was like, holy shit, Frank is just our best player. And I don't know when it was or when it happened, but it happened really fast. <laughs> I, I mean, don't, I, don't, I, mean I, had, I had two points in our first game of the season. Right, I'm exactly. Sure it was like two points. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And it's like every, every game, someone else kind of let us, and then all of a sudden – like it was just very evident that you were actually. I think what happened was you got like first team All Big Ten, and I was like, "What? Frank's first?" That came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. I was like, "You remember? How is he the first? <laughs> it's just like and I, I've always I've told this story to people too. Like I respect guard a lot because when we lost in Nebraska, you remember yep. Zebo tweeted at halftime. Yep, yep. To try to like <laughs> contend with uh, Tim Miles, yep. and we lost that game to Nebraska. And guard, like I don't even know if Coach if Bo knew that no, he did was, this, but him and Coach P. At a private meeting, yeah. Yeah, like Coach Guard and Coach Paris took us all, like, say, hey, everybody in, like, the film room in, like, an hour. And it was like, oh. Like, I thought it was, like, some team thing. And Guard shows up in a button-up with his, like, six buttons. And you remember, I still remember him standing up there in front of us. And I thought it was going to be something, like, you know, normal. And then Coach Guard just, like, kind of exploded. Like, it was, like, a side of him I had, like, never really seen before. And he was talking about like how we weren't taking things serious and like the opportunity that the team had and everything. And then just out of nowhere, he's like, Frank's going to be named first big team, all big 10 tomorrow. And I was like, me. (laughs) (laughs) For real. That was crazy. And then like, I respect guard a lot because that conversation really like kind of got us all refocused again and like back on track. Yeah. And Zebo tried to like, Deny that he did it. He didn't. He said he had a time tweet set out and everything. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Wait, what? Did, what did Zebo tweet? What did Zebo tweet? I don't. Something about yeah. we need to contain Nebraska. Dribble, yeah, we need yeah. to contain dribble penetration because Tim Miles used to tweet at halftime. The Nebraska coach, like analysis from the first half. So Zebo tweeted at Coach Tim Miles, like we need to just at halftime. Yeah, at, at <laughs> he tweeted at their coach because their coach would tweet at halftime. This is just the shit we did, man. It was, I don't know. And but, Coach Guard exploded. He snapped. Yeah, yeah he, saw, meeting, he saw it like, the next, the next day. day. He saw it the next day, and so then Zebo tweeted at half. So he was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you don't realize how good you can be. Like, we had the first team all Big Ten and Frank, and we're like, oh shit. See, see, we had that. That's that's funny. That's actually dope. Like for me, because I I guess I I've never heard that obviously. 
but to see Coach Guard kind of go through the evolution because I had Coach Guard in 2008. I think he was like eight yard, eight years into the assistant coach, and he was literally like anything Coach Ryan would say, he like snapped the same thing. Like Coach Ryan, what the fuck, Jordan? Yeah, what the fuck, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Come on, Yago. Like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually dope, man, to see uh to see his evolution and now obviously as a head coach. But I think to go back to the uh to leaving early and all that stuff. Do you think that's um, both of y'all? Do you think it's dope to see like Johnny Davis leaving early? Because I feel like you and Sam, that group in general, has had such a positive effect on Wisconsin basketball that I think kind of went away for a little bit, but is now starting to come back. Um, just in terms of having NBA prospects and legit um, tournament, deep tournament teams. I think anytime you have guys that you know come in, I feel like Wisconsin, most guys come in pretty unheralded. Like they're not big recruits. Um, they kind of got to earn their spot. And I think whenever anybody can work their way into a situation where they get the opportunity to leave school early and go get drafted, especially if you're going to be like a top pick, like think about how small of a percentage of like the basketball population that is that gets that opportunity. And the fact that it comes from your school is extremely cool like there's there's obviously schools like Kentucky and Duke and North Carolina and all those places that just pump out NBA prospects every year but like schools like Wisconsin like it, it it's all about player development and when you can take a guy that not a lot of schools wanted and develop him into like a legit all-american NBA type prospect I think that speaks volumes to like the coaching staff the school uh the environment um just everything like me, I came out of nowhere. Like, I think everyone knows that. Like, Wisconsin was my, like, Wisconsin and Northwestern were like my two offers. Like, that was real, realistically it. Those, mm -hmm. those were the only two schools I was really going to decide between. And Bo basically told me, like, you're going to come in and I'm going to develop you into something. And that's why I chose Wisconsin. That's why I wanted to go there. Like, I remember having conversations with people like, Wisconsin might be too big for you. Like, you should go somewhere else, like, where you're going to have an opportunity to play more. And I was like, no, I'm going to go there and I'm going to make the most out of it. Like, I'm going to go to the school where they told me they're going to develop me into something. And it worked. And I think Coach Guard has done a good job of kind of continuing that. Like, we're going to bring guys in and we're going to develop them into basketball players. And it's going to work. Like, you even see the team this year. Like, already, I mean, a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces, like a lot of young guys. And they're already, what, close to a top 10 team in the country. Like, that's just like the Wisconsin way. <clears throat> Mm, I think it's, it's, so like, it's, ahead, it's hard though because you know the culture has just changed so much that developing a guy for two three years and the chance of that person staying for those years is, is hard but mm -hmm. I think to your point the if you get a sniff at the NBA if the, if the door's cracked I mean you got to take I think AJ Store is a guy right now we've talked about Jordan that yeah, you know yeah, he might yeah, have a sniff yeah. at it I mean if he continues to shoot the ball well and, and play well this year and you can't blame a guy for if they get a crack at it to, to take it but yeah. I, I was going to say for Wisconsin that developed, like they do coach guard, same thing to me. Like he's like, what he said, the undersell over deliver thing was there is there was their big thing. At least when I was coming, when I was coming through, but like, I feel like you can develop people to your own detriment also at times. Like say again, if you and Sam would have left after that first final four run and you saw it with Johnny last year, when he left and left such a huge hole, like if you two would have left, they would have been that team next year. No disrespect, Josh, but you guys would have struggled because no, it would have no, left yeah. two big assholes in yeah. in in the lineup. So it's like now with guys leaving, you do almost. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have to change their recruiting style um, 
to be able to fill the holes. Like if AJ leaves this year, how are they going to fill that hole, you know? I mean, I think the transfer portal now definitely alleviates a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, AJ was a transfer. Mm. So, I mean, Wisconsin's a good school, and I'm assuming – I don't know – exactly how all the nil stuff works and how all the transfer portal stuff works because i'm sure if i found out it just make me mad but um, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't make you that mad <laughs> it would it wouldn't make you that mad no, I, I just wanted a car that's how i've told people would, like if, if i would have nil you wouldn't have given me that much money i just wanted a car how much how that's much money do you for. think you would have got going into your senior year how much money would you know. have asked for Dude, how much money people, would you have asked for people ask Dude, you that I all the I yeah, don't think it. I would have asked for that much money. I would just ask for a lot of free stuff. Frank would have literally asked for – dude, you know what – Frank and I – in our argument Frank and I had, after our first Final Four run, you know, we had, the, we had the opportunity to get a Final Four ring, like a ring or like a pair of headphones, and Frank – as a team, and we can only pick one. This is how it was back then. And Frank was so adamant on getting a pair of headphones <laughs> over the Final Four ring. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Frank? We are getting a ring. And he's like, dude, I need a pair of headphones. I'm like – so that's, that's how cheap Frank was. Frank would have taken like a hundred, like twenty, that's, twenty thousand bucks. That tells me no. he would have taken the money. That tells me he might have transferred. He might have been in North Carolina the no, next year. No, would tell no, me if he would, he would accept like five grand. Somebody would have offered me like a hundred thousand dollars to transfer, and then Wisconsin would have been like, "We'll give you free food for like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like a limited Chipotle," and I'm like, "Sold." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, that's why you got. I can't remember our our. Our bosses on this podcast, I tried to offer him a, a $15 Chipotle gift card to come on one of my other podcasts, but he declined. I was disgusted. Evan Turner, man, he's a bougie, bougie person. So just keep that in mind, man. If I ever need you or something else, if I get you some Chipotle, you in? Remember, yeah, remember your humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's so good. That's so nice to hear, man. That's so nice Dude, to hear. I- Frank, I don't, I don't think people fully realize how big you were on that topic on campus our senior year, though. Yeah. Like, do you recall, yeah. like, you know, I just, I don't know, just, I guess, just want to give you credit for that, first of all, but also Stop the way you handled it. Stop sucking up. I'm saying, like, obviously what you did on the court was pretty impressive, but the way you handled it, of course, stuff, I don't people, I don't think people fully realize how, like, unselfish you were and how critical that was to our success, but. Like, what do you recall about all the that attention in the preseason, during the season, from campus students? I mean, I remember parties we had, and it was just like mm-hmm. people literally like a hundred students lined up outside our apartment door trying to get into a party and shit like that. And just the media and fans, like, yeah. how much do you hate that or love it, or how, how do you handle it? I wouldn't say I hated it, but I definitely didn't love it. I didn't like. I definitely didn't like all the attention because I just wanted to like do what I wanted to do. Like, you know me, I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't like when people get in the way of that. And like when I wanted to go out and have fun, like with our friends, teammates, like people would come to visit, like especially my senior year, when you know it's your last year, you always have people coming to visit, like trying to make it to games and stuff. And when they take like the four or five hour drive to come to Madison, like you want to go out with your friends and enjoy it. And sometimes, like, other people would get in the way of that, and I didn't like that as much. I mean, (laughs) the biggest thing was, I mean, you know this too, Josh, like, being on that Sports Illustrated cover, like, the amount of people that wanted, like, autographs on that cover was, they'd wait outside, like, the apartment building. They'd wait outside, like, they figured out the doors we would walk out of the arena. At four in the morning, we get back from road trips, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's it's just nuts. Um, Like, that part, like, it's it was cool, but it's like, 
I didn't necessarily like it. Like I just kind of wished it would go away at points and we could just like enjoy ourselves. But I guess that's just part of the territory. Like I've gotten like accustomed to it over like the years, but like that specific window where it was like, we didn't have like a lot of that stuff at all. And then we go to the final four and then it's just like a wave of everything all at once. It was just like a lot to adjust to and handle, but it was, I mean, it was fun. Like there's always the good things like, you know, a mom with like her little son, that like kid that comes up, like he looks up to you, like he would really just love yeah. a picture. Like those things are always cool. But then it's like you got these old men who just like want something from you. It's talk, just like talking weird. to you about talking to you about how to guard Michigan State for thirty minutes. Like, yeah. you're like, bro, I'm sitting. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like you go out to a restaurant with your family, and people just like kind of keep coming up to you. Like I, it was like cool, but it's like. Trying to enjoy some time. I mean, we here, used to, like, yeah, we used to go to football games and tailgate and stuff, and it used to be fun. But you know, that yeah, whole, that I, whole I year, good, it was, it was, we yeah. had a good time with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, I mean, our whole team was kind of in that. But it was because I mean, you were just like it was crazy, man. It was just like I think it was. You know, all of didn't us, want you to be right? there. It was, but it was, it was. I mean, you're seven feet tall. You're on Sports Illustrated cover. I mean, you were, yeah. you were big shit, and it was really annoying because they don't realize that you're, you're a loser and, and all that. But it was just like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just like, I mean, we couldn't even go out to, you know, the Mondos and KK and do that, do that type of stuff. It was just weird, and it was because of the attention that you brought. Um, I don't know. It was crazy. I remember I would go around telling everybody on campus I was Josh. So that's <laughs> yeah. how I deflected. I never. I remember specifically, since I'm a loser, I remember specifically everyone being, "Oh, it's just Josh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, just goes it goes to show you too if they fe- people fell for that. No, they didn't. No, fell for that. Right. My, my freshman year, Whoa. my freshman year, all the time people used to stick their head out the window. Way to go, Gosser! And I'd just be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Then it flipped real quick. <laughs> that's, that's way better. That's way better than being confused for Diamond Taylor, who got kicked out of school for stealing. <laughs> tough times, man. Tough times. Yo, but we got it. We got cover the current team at least for a minute. Um, I know it's hard to watch some of the games from overseas and and then just moving all around the country, obviously. But uh, I want to talk specifically about Stephen Crowell. Obviously, he's a big man right now. I think John Blackwell will have a chance to be a prospect. AJ is going to have a chance to be a prospect, but just give your two cents on what you have seen from Steven about some of the things that you like and what he has to work on to potentially become um, the next big man to go to the league from Wisconsin, if that's a possibility. I mean, I like that he can do a little bit of everything. I mean, that's kind of how I started out was, you know, just do a little bit of everything. You know, he can shoot, you can post up, um, you can pass, um, he'll block some shots plays defense. Um, that's kind of how you start. But then I think for him to take that next jump, you got to figure out what you're great at and excel at it at a high level against the best competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in big games, you got to play your best basketball and kind of like dominate. And that's where I'd like to see him like move forward. You know, when tournament time comes and like big 10 tournament, and like big games in the big 10 down the stretch, like if you start really playing well and putting everything together, like you're always going to give yourself a chance at the next level. Cause I think the NBA specifically, like they love bigs that can do a lot of everything now. Mm-hmm. Like you you have the ability to pass, they can throw you the ball, you can shoot, you can score, you can run. Um, but the NBA is a whole nother physicality level too. Like that's a big thing as well. Like you saw Embiid had 70 points last <laughs> night. Like it's, 
you got to be able to go out there and guard guys like that. So, um, and you know, you always give Towns yourself a hit, chance. And meanwhile, Carnathan Towns made 10 threes. So another big guy. Exactly. Yeah, like, you know, it's, you, you know, you know what you I hate? Versatile. You know, I hate about that stuff, though, is like you say, and that's coming doing the draft process and people are asking you questions like that and saying, oh, how can you guard Embiid or Westbrook? It's like nobody can. So why are you asking I used me to that? Get that? You know what I'm saying? I used, what to, are get you that. Asking I used me to get that, that all the time. It's like people... <laughs> People would say, like, is he going to go out there and be like a Jokic, like a Jokic stopper? It's like, no, who is? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's what you're, that's give what me, you're condemning give me, me for. Give me the tape on a guy that is <laughs> – and then, like, somebody's like, oh, he slowed him down. And then you look at me at 21-12-8. It's like, oh, yeah, he had an off night. He, he didn't have a triple-double. He almost did. Bro, I was I was watching I watched the Sixers game last night live and the commentators were like oh Wemby, Wemby did a good job against Embiid he had thirty two in the first quarter <laughs> like oh what and he really wasn't even punished he was really shooting jumpers like he could have bullied him the whole game I was like bro you guys are sick for this <laughs> absolutely sick it's, it it gets out of control sometimes like I won't I won't condemn but like. Sometimes the media will just prop someone up no matter what. And it just – you could have 70 scored on you and they'll still be sitting there saying you did a good job. It's like, <laughs> no, you did not do a good job. You did one of the worst jobs in NBA history, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, actually, t- t- let's talk about that before we let you go. Kind of talk about what that's like because you guys talked about all the love you get from Wisconsin and you know being media darlings and stuff like that. But then, you know, once you get to the league and things kind of, you know, it's good for the first couple of years, but then it it kind of flips on you in a sense, right? Like where guys are like you, they start talking about maybe your shortcomings, even though, you know, you're still good at, you're still the same person, probably even a better player, but they're like, oh, he can't do this, can't do that. How do you deal with that type of stuff? I think in Charlotte from pretty much day one, I think a lot of people didn't really like me or didn't like the pick, didn't like whatever. And that's, there's not much you can do about that. Um it just it just kind of is what it is. But then, you know, when you get to Phoenix and you get more comfortable in, like, your role that I played there, like, you got a lot more credit from people. Like, it's just kind of your situation and where you are. Um, you know, obviously in Wisconsin, you get a lot of – I got a lot of love. Like, we all did. Like, everybody got insane amounts of love on that team. And we did great with the media. Like, we had great relationships with all the media people. But then, like, especially now in the NBA, like, you get people on – Twitter, all this stuff, like talking down on you all the time, trying to make things seem negative. It's just, I don't know. I kind of got off social media in the last couple of years because it just kind of, it feels like there's nothing positive ever put out there. It's, it's just kind of like annoying. And I just like, kind of like to, I like, I have my own opinions about everything and I always have the highest opinion <laughs> of myself. So why do I need anyone else to tell me? Facts. But, you know, I, I will like when I got to Phoenix, it's like in my NBA time, when I got to Phoenix and people saw what I do and like the things that I do to like help a team, like I might not play every night, but when I go out there and play, I'm always going to play hard. I'm going to do the right things. I'm going to play the right way. I'm going to try to, you know, have games where I score, games where I have assists, games where I play well, doing different things. And then you get credit for those things that you do well. Like that's, that is rewarding. When people like see you as the basketball player and not just like, I think a lot of the NBA, they get wrapped up in like people they could have had instead of you. It's like, that's not going to, you can't change the past. Like you can always try to like, try to make the future as look as good as possible, but that's just, some people get propped up and some people get torn down. That's just like the nature of the, 
the media business. Yeah, life in general, right? Yeah. But I guess yeah, Fred, you talked about playing uh, in Phoenix. I I just gotta ask, what was it like playing the NBA yeah. Finals? Particularly playing yeah, as Giannis for two weeks straight in in Milwaukee. Yeah, too, in Milwaukee, right? playing as Giannis <laughs> for two weeks straight. And I guess how does that compare to you know maybe a national championship game or Final Four? I mean, it sucks that I lost both a Final Four, a national championship, <laughs> and the NBA Finals. I lost all of them, but um, no, the NBA Finals is amazing. Like, it was incredible. Like, to go to Phoenix, like, I signed in Phoenix the year before. I think they won, like, 19 games. And then Monty Williams becomes a head coach. Uh, we missed the game, the playoffs by, like, one game. And then we make a trade for uh, CP3, and the next year we're in the finals. Like, it was extremely cool to go from, like, one of the worst teams in the league to one of the best teams in the league in, like, a small window of time. And, to, like, to have a role on all of that happening was extremely rewarding. Obviously, would have loved to have win the finals, but you know there were some incredible performances on both sides. And Milwaukee's was just kind of better. Like you hate it. Like you can say like we were dealing with a lot of injuries within our team, but like also on there, like they dealt with injuries too. But it's like Giannis just had some of the most incredible. It really was. It was Drew Holiday's defense was really like the difference maker in that series. But Giannis had some incredible performances. And just down the stretch, we had the opportunities to win a lot of games that we lost in that series, and they just made more plays at the end of games that kind of closed it out. And then Giannis having 50 and 16 or whatever it was in game six. Yeah, he's making especially even even And yeah, and even with that, it was a you know, damn near a tie game pretty much the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, I think that what was it that game four when you guys should have won that game. I forgot yeah. what the, the big play was, like a chase down block or something yeah. like that. I forgot oh, what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off yeah, the alley, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah, that was. Cool. And they came down and got an and one after that. Kind of changed yeah, all. Yeah, that changed is Giannis the, the hardest player you had to guard, or Jokic, or who ranked? They're all different. Styles, I'm sure, but it's all different. Yeah, it's all different. I think you have to game plan the most for Jokic, just because of his ability to do everything. Like mm-hmm. you never know what he's going to do on any play. Like he may bring the ball up the floor. He might. I don't know. He the. He'll throw any pass. He'll shoot any shot. Like he's a great rebound. He's a great offensive rebounder for a guy that can't jump off the floor at all. Like he can do so many different things. Like he's the one you probably have to him and Embiid. You have to game plan the most for. But like Giannis, you game plan for him, and he'll just run through you the entire game. <laughs> like his his motor is definitely the best out of the three of those guys. So it's just like it kind of depends on depends on what you get that night from those specific people. I feel, like, I feel like Jokic doesn't get the credit for being the athlete that he is, though. Just being like, yeah, as, as the touch he had. I feel like you guys are similar in that nature, though. Like, just to, you guys don't jump crazy off the floor, but you're touching like your body control and be able to spin in traffic. You know what I'm saying? Pass yeah. and all that. So, but you guys are similar in that matter. But, but look, man, that's all. That's all we got for you, man. So, you know, we probably could do this all day. Obviously, <laughs> we probably have to. Hey, Fred, well, Fred, we did back. a we did a Wisconsin we'll make- we did an all time Wisconsin draft. Did you hear that? Where, where do you think no. you went? Oh, Where do you yeah, think you yeah, went? Yeah. All time, uh, we, we did a draft. Uh, I think we had, what, 18 dudes we had to draft, starting five and a six-man. Where do you think you went? Where do you think you should have went? Who drafted first? <laughs> the cheater over here? Uh, <laughs> it went, it went Jordan, Jordan Q My and show. then me. Jordan Quinn Smith <laughs> think... and me was the draft order. Uh, I Q went last. Q went second. Number two. 
All right, that's where you went. Jordan took Devin Harris. No, hell no, I took me. Shit. <laughs> okay, fine. Not first. Not, not first. No, not Jordan first. Took Mike but I, t- I took. I took. I took. Yeah, I took okay. first. Yeah. Only because. Only because. Uh, February. I knew. Is I knew Black it would be Black History Month. I knew it would be somebody first. I choose me <laughs> first personally. Yeah. But. You knew Jordan one. Yeah. Cho- <laughs> that goes back. <laughs> no, I would have. I, I had to take Finn. I, That's why you know, I asked February who drafted for. <laughs> Martin, Martin Luther King Day. I would have taken Jordan's you. Still, I would have taken Jordan's you. Jordan's so mad at me that I stayed for my senior year when he told me I should have left. Listen to me, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> hey, but nah, man, we'll have you back on. We'll get a. We'll have, try and have a fantasy draft with you. I'll make Josh come shine your shoes or something, right? So you come on again, man. So, yeah, Josh. Can I? Josh, can I get a signature? <laughs> you know, actually, Josh, can I make a plan where you actually show up in like? Our friend and hang out with people. Oh, okay, okay. I'll make a plan. You bet. Josh, I'll make a plan. Come back, Josh. You had a bachelor question. party when I couldn't come, so I, I don't know, know why I you're know. even talking to. Fred. I went That's to just, crazy. I went to Josh's bachelor party, and there were 64 yeah. people supposed to sleep in three bedrooms. <laughs> Yeah, that's welcome to Port Washington, that, man. We don't care where we I sleep. Seen Josh, I seen Josh's bachelor party, and I'm not gonna lie to you, that looked like a clan rally because JD was the only black person there. So <laughs> you, need, you need more black friends, Josh. You, you wouldn't come. <laughs> I'll get you. You wouldn't more. come. No, I wasn't. See, you tried to exclude me. That's crazy. That's crazy. Should have been there. <laughs> hey, but Frank, I can't wait you to come back to the states. Like, I miss hey, somebody. thanks, Josh. I miss you, you too, Jordan. That, I miss you both. <laughs> Yeah, that's all we got for you, man. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts, and on YouTube and all other socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok with the handle at Beyond the Big Ten. Again, Shot of Whiskey, Season 2, Episode 7, Jordan Taylor, Josh Gosser, and Frank the Frank Kaminsky. I'm not doing that. Frank Kaminsky with us. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you getting on, man. Anytime. <laughs>